Well, we're going to start out a little weird today. Are you ready to get a little weird? Uh, I mean, I live weird, so it, this I'm sounds like you got to sound- catch up to me. <laughs> it sounds like one of those, like a guy who like you're unsure of and seems very dangerous and he's like ready to like fight you. You're like in the back of the alley and you don't want to fight, but he's ready to fight. And he just looks at you and he's like, are you ready to get weird? It's like and then he like scene from yeah. Fight Club. I want you to hit me as hard as you can. What? Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> hello and welcome to the Movie Man podcast. Duh, C team. Oh, what? What has no, happened? We're the B team. <laughs> what has happened? <laughs> what? We're the we're the very unprofessional B team. I guess you <laughs> and Pete would be the C team if there was ever like a, a time. I was thinking yeah. I was thinking about it the other day. I was like uh, Oh, wait. No, it doesn't work. Never mind. I don't know why I thought. (laughs) For some reason, I thought like our initials, the way our initials work, it'd be like ABC, but Pete starts with P, not A. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't know where my head was at when I was thinking about that the other day. uh, First, middle, and last name. None of, he doesn't have any A's there. (laughs) Anyway, Pete's not here, so it doesn't matter. (laughs) And yeah, Pete's not here, man. Um, Welcome to the movie news. We yeah. are going to do something a little strange. We've got a Wait, lighter up. You're, but you're Brady. Uh, well, you're, and I'm, I'm I'm initial B. You're initial, and I'm initial C. But y- yeah. yeah, but you're Brady, and uh, yeah, I'm. That's right. And you're who? I forget. That's C why I'm for, asking you. C Help for me. Cookie, right? Cookie, cookie Monster. Cookie Monster. I'm we determine that. Yeah. Um. We're going to start out our new show doing something a little different. How different? Pretty different. Uh, not that different. I mean, I know what we're doing. The same, but different. Um, it was my idea. <laughs> it was your idea. Several <laughs> months back now, um, you and I laid out our dream casting for the upcoming DC Universe. Yes, and there were some very interesting castings in there. There was, and we've kind of sort of learned now that like some of those might be irrelevant because some of the castings that we, like we made this list under the assumption that everyone was getting the boot, and it seems like maybe some of them aren't. Yeah, now it seems so like nobody knows know. what's going on. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, <clears throat> So we put those out, and one of our patrons and um, has been a reoccurring guest on the show, Bill. No, I'm just kidding. His name's Marshall. <laughs> Marshall, uh, who you've heard Pete and I talk about several times. We've had chats with him. We've done all this stuff. Uh, he kind of reached I out. I have with not some... talked with him. No, no. <laughs> well, he's requested. It's in his writer that he does not cross paths. <clears throat> yeah, I, I can understand that. Yeah. yeah. Um. But he sort of fired back his own fan casting for the DC universe. So we're going to go through that real quick and um, not not poo-poo on it, not not yuck on his yum, but, you know, I, there's certainly going to be things that maybe we'll agree with. There's certainly going to be things I know looking at the list that I don't like as a casting choice um, or seem very bizarre to me. 
but we'll just kind of, you know, kind of, kind of, kind of move through it and see what happens. And, and yeah. So starting off, he casted Batman. He did it in, it's a different order than the ones we did ours in. So, which is fair. I don't think he did everybody we did too. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. No, because he doesn't have like Zatanna and stuff he on here. He doesn't have so. Flash. No. No, which seems that seems like a weird omission. It seems weird to like because he did include Martian Manhunter. Yeah, maybe but he assumes that the Flash is just going to carry forward with that. As that Ezra Miller is going to continue Ezra to be Miller. the Flash. Yeah, didn't do Satana, didn't do Flash. I don't think he did Zod. No, and uh, I think those are the only omissions. Everything else seems to be there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do, 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 do. Did he do anyone that we didn't do? No. Um, no, no. Okay, so starting off, he did Batman. Now, you and I both had our choices for Batman. They were very different choices from each other, but they yeah. were choices nonetheless. This is the most interest. I think this is the most interesting casting on his entire list. He says that he would like Henry Cavill to play Batman. I am going to say I don't like this idea only because, and what? not only do I not like it, I think there's no chance in hell, um, <laughs> only because for the, for the layman movie-going audience, it would be kind of confusing and weird, and people would be like, uh, what? But also for the people who are a little more, the fans that are a little more invested, the angry fans right now, the ones that are still butthurt about going in a different direction other than Henry Cavill as Superman, you're just, yeah, James Gunn would be setting himself up for so much attack. Like, he, he would, there'd be so much gunfire and lambasting and whatever else that would go on simply because people would be like, people would reject it. I, the majority of people would not accept this casting. They would just say, well, what the hell? He's supposed to be Superman, not Batman. This is stupid. I hate it. I hate it. I'm never going to watch another Mar or DC thing ever again, which is, of course, not true. But yeah, you're going to go watch, watch it tomorrow. What are your thoughts on, on, I, on this? I, yeah, um, man, it's... I think this one's a tough one for me because uh, for the same reason that I think you're only half right with like the butthurt fans being up in arms about it. I think half the butthurt fans would be like, oh, okay. And the other half would be like, no, he's Superman. Yeah. <laughs> so I think, but, it, but because of who Henry Cavill is and the kind of the clout he has and kind of the pop culture nerd geek uh, fanboys and people, you know, like uh who who he is and kind of the way he pushes for uh, the characters to be portrayed the way they are in the source material and stuff. I think a lot of people <clears throat> would be on board with this, which is yeah, why yeah. I'm kind of torn because on one hand, yeah, I think like who, yeah, of course I want him to be Batman. He's going to, he's going to do the role justice. Mm -hmm. But <clears throat> I think for me, like he would be too similar to like Ben Affleck's Batman where he's just like super jacked, a super mm -hmm. jacked Batman. Which is something, again, a lot of, see, there's so, in DC or it, well, in comic book fandom in general, 
there are so many different camps when yeah. it comes to the fans, right? Yeah. There's the fans that want, you know, they want the Batman that they've seen from previous films. And then there's the fans that, well, they want the Batman from whatever video game it happens to me. And then there's a lot of fans that are, you know, ooh, Batman in the comics is always super jacked. And so, you know, like he's <clears throat> he's he's a bodybuilder, he's you know, blah, blah, blah. So but yeah. so-and-so is too small to play Batman. Yeah. He's not always super jet. Like I can't remember who my castings, but I'm pretty sure I remember my castings being my Batman was more of um like my Superman was going to look bigger than my Batman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I if I remember right. Which I think but, should be. He's super he's freaking yeah. Superman. So <clears throat> anyway, it, so something really like, funny, I was Michael I, Keaton I, I, was just doing an interview about uh, getting back into the bat suit, doing all this stuff for the new upcoming. And um, he was saying, you know, the first time he did it in 89, he was like hitting the gym and he was like working out real hard. He's like, I'm going to play Batman. I got to, you know, yeah. got to get. And so I guess one day he was like working out and Jack Nicholson walked past and Jack was like, what are you doing? And Michael Keaton was like, I'm working out. I'm, you know, I'm trying to get in shape. I got to, you know. And Jack Nicholson said, Why? What are you doing? And Michael Keaton was like, "Ah, no, I got to be in shape. Like, you know, I'm Batman. I got to be buff. I got to be swole." And um, and then Michael Keaton was like, "Yeah." And then and then you arrive on set and they put rubber muscles on you, like they put you in a suit, and like, and it really doesn't make a difference. And he said, "So the next two times I've played Batman, I, I, you know, I made sure I was slim so that I could fit in the suit and it didn't look bulky. Like, you know, it didn't look, yeah, you know." chubby but yeah he's like i, I, I don't know <laughs> they didn't do like the um the b-roll working shirt shirtless working out scene like they did with uh the batman with um ben affleck Pat pattinson <laughs> and yeah or or even not even just ben, like bale uh bale did it too yeah so yeah but anyway i, I think this is a really interesting uh choice mm -hmm. uh, i don't think it's good for me either but i think it's like very very cool idea yeah i would i'd would be lying if it didn't cross my mind when i made my list really interesting yeah, yeah it just never i was just i was very much out with the old that was my that was my approach but uh next up we have lucas hedges as robin now lucas hedges is the first name on this list that i had to look up <laughs> i had to look up almost all the people on this list <laughs> Okay. Marshall, you have very interesting taste in shows, movies, and actors. Well, I mean, a lot <laughs> of them say. on here, a lot of them on here, I think, are better known than you realize they are. And and like most of these, I looked over these. We talked about doing this a few weeks ago or a week ago, and I was looking at some of these actors, and like I look at his Lucas's like movies and his TV shows. And I haven't seen any of these. I have no idea who this guy is. Lucas Hedges. Um, like, well, he's in Lady Bird, and I've seen Lady Bird. I haven't seen- Because that has Saoirse Ronan in it, and I'm a big Saoirse Ronan I fan. haven't seen any of these. I've seen Dan in real life. What is he? Who is he in Dan in real life? Probably Lily's dance partner. It says so. I don't like who's that. I don't know. And also, he would have been time, so. like 13. At the time, so <clears> that's, yeah. You know. Like I, don't, I have no idea who this guy is. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's certainly more of a... He's less of a mainstream choice, I would say. Yeah. But I, overall, I want to say, like, Marshall's list, based on what I know of Marshall, I expected a much more... I didn't expect as many recognizable names on this list as there is. So mm. that was, you know, that's interesting for me. I can't really comment on the Lucas Hedges thing either way. Um, just because, like you said, I don't, I don't really know him. Um, I can look at the <clears throat> picture of his face and go, yeah, yeah, yeah I don't know, maybe. Um, 26 years old, so he'd be an older Robin. Yeah, I think that's a little older than, especially now that we know that this is that the Robin and Batman dynamic that we're going to get is a Bruce and Damian Wayne, like a father son relationship. Yeah. I think I'd like my Robin to be a little bit younger than 26, like maybe in that 17, 18 range. This, this could be like, this probably isn't like a Damian choice, but it could be one of the previous Robins. Yeah. He could be like a Tim Drake or, yeah. Or something like that. Uh, Next up we have, uh, Robert Nepper. Robert Nepper as the Joker. I also had to look this up. Yep. Yep. He's in he Prison did. Break. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I yeah. I just don't. So he was in. I mean, he's in a bunch of things that I've seen. He was in Hunger Games. Um, yep. he was in Hitman. Yeah. He was I've in The Transporter Three. He was in Prison Break. <laughs> He was in the show SWAT. Like he's not a he's not a nobody. Yeah, he's uh, got a face that I recognize. I recognize him. Yeah, but I don't like, and I can kind of vaguely kind of recall his acting and his abilities. But but I think he's as far as like him being Joker. He looks like he could play Joker. Hmm. Interestingly, he was in an episode of The Flash. Oh, really? <clears throat> cool. Yeah, he played Clock King. Oh, so, so he's, already, he's already done the DC villain thing. He's dabbled. He, he's done to dabble. <clears throat> um, just seeing, is there any other, like, geez, 10 episodes of Thieves? I never saw Thieves. Uh, Murder, She Wrote. Yeah, I mean... Again, nothing is, nothing's really, really, really jumping out at me. Um, and it's a tough one to cast because, you know, you, uh, I don't know. I, I guess I'm looking at his face and I go, if you cover it in makeup, then yeah, sure, maybe. Oh, man. I look at the pictures I'm looking at out of him and <clears throat> just on looks alone, I think he, he pulls it off. Yeah. I'm looking up a couple of people have, if you scroll down through Google Images, there's a few sort of fan-edited Joker images of him. And yeah, I mean, yeah, he's got yeah. Uh, he's got a very Jokery hairline, I think. I like his hairline for it. Yeah. Yeah, you can do some fun things with that. Um, moving on, we have Superman, played by Austin Butler. I did not have to look this up. I'm assuming you did. Did. (laughs) So Austin Butler's big news right now because he was Elvis in the Elvis movie. Yes, I've not seen that. Yeah, so that's who. And it's actually fantastic. I would recommend 
people, even if you don't need to be a big Elvis fan, I wouldn't say I'm a huge Elvis fan, um, but I, I do enjoy it. So Austin Butler was in that. He was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, he's, you know, he's, he's kind of the name. He's the name on the street right now. Um, I, that's, I don't know what that means, but he's, uh, yeah, he's a big name right now. Um, I don't like this casting. I just don't. I don't think he's got the right face. I don't think that, you know, like, yes, they can dye his hair and do the slicky thing. Elvis's hair is really not that far off from Superman's hair. <laughs> so, yeah. like, we've, we've, we've seen that, I guess. Um, I just, I don't think he's got the right look. And Austin Butler's voice, like, even when he's just doing interviews, he's he's not far off from the Elvis voice. Like when Austin kind Butler's talking, Southern. well, and it, and just kind of very wispy, and he just sort of, you know, it was it was real honor actually uh, <clears throat> to be in this film. Um, it was a lot of fun, and so yeah, yeah, I uh, it was it was it was nice. I, I thought it was real nice, yeah. And so like it it it's just like I don't know. I just can't picture. He's got sort of a, a quality in his voice that I do really like. That like sort of raspy, you know, whatever. But it's not a quality that I want in my Superman. Like Superman almost needs to have, at least for me, needs to have this like super crystal clear, strong, almost radio voice. Like this. Do you know what I mean? Just this yeah, commanding, strong, presence. confident. Yeah. I, 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 so I've, I'm probably going to do this with most of these people since I don't know them, but I, so I did Austin Butler, Superman, Google search, looking at the images and there's quite a few kind of just more side by sides, but you scroll down and there's more, there's, there's quite a few of him beside other heroes that I think would look better like green arrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I see the, the green arrow one. Absolutely. Torch. Yeah, I, I I think I'm with you. I don't think I I like this one as much. Um, so far I've I've liked all the castings he's made. This one not so much. Uh, I think, um, and this is like this is a small nitpicky thing that can easily change, right? Because he's an actor, he's got money and time to do it. But he doesn't. And every picture I see of him, he doesn't really have the build, the body. No, and I, I was just about to say that. Yeah, that's that's e that's an easily you know give give him. Give him a personal trainer and a dietitian. Well, it and is in three months he can pull it off. <laughs> it isn't. It isn't right. Like we did talk about who. No matter who plays <clears throat> Superman, they're gonna have to get bigger. No matter who plays Superman, they're gonna have to 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 hit the gym. Um, but I I do think that Austin Butler is further behind in that process than a lot of other potential castings. But but that's what I'm saying. Like with a dietitian and a personal trainer and six to eight months, he could easily get there. He could. Almost yeah. any actor can, unless they're yeah. like way behind the eight ball. You know what I mean? Well, or if or just can, like some, some even, people's genetic makeup doesn't really <clears throat> let them get swole. Yeah. They're not predisposed. Yeah. But even they just have to, <clears throat> I think they can still get there. They just got to work harder. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have Felicity Jones as Lois Lane. I'm assuming yes. you didn't have to look up Felicity Jones. Uh, I, I I did, 
But then once I did, I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. So you looked it up and then you realized how stupid it was that you had to look it up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So she is, of course, uh, Urso in Rogue One. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, sure. I'm, I'm, I I can't believe it's a name that didn't honestly cross my mind when I was putting this list together in the first place. Um, this is a great choice. Yeah. She's in Star Wars Rogue One. She's in The Theory of Everything. She was in Inferno, um, which was the, the third movie in the Da Vinci Code series. Um, she actually plays Felicia and she's, she was technically Black Cat in, the um, in the Andrew Garfield Amazing Spider-Man universe. Hmm? Yeah, well, you never see her in costume. You just see her. I think she's like an employee at Oscorp or something. Um, but she's very clearly referred to as Felicia. And you're like, Ooh. and there oh. might be like one <laughs> other line or something that's said to her that's sort of cat esque or some sort of something. Like it was, they were teeing this up because don't forget yeah. the Andrew Garfield Spider Man universe. Like this was back during the time that Sony was was really gearing up, and there were the second Spider Man yeah, teeing up the like the Sinister, Sinister Six. Six. And, yeah, there was yeah. oh this Amazing Spider Man two had all those Easter egg shots of of inside the Oscorp vault with all the different villains Sinister costumes stuff. and stuff. Yeah. yeah, and so yeah, I not that she's necessarily a Sinister Six character. No, um, she's not, but, but she's she 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 would be. With Gwen dying at the end of the second one, she would be a, a very easy to go to love interest for Spider Man for a third one. Well, one. so they, I mean, this is, this is, yeah, this is, um, <laughs> this is a tangent and not important, but they had actually not only cast their Mary Jane Watson for the next Andrew Garfield film, she had shot scenes four and was originally intended to be in the second one but then they decided to cut her scenes because introducing mary jane in this they thought would take away from emma stone's death scene and and kind of they really wanted all that focus to be on on them and that relationship yeah so next yes next up we have billy crudup as lex luthor i'm guessing you had to look this up uh yep but I've I have seen a number of the things he's been in. Yeah, he's Doctor Manhattan in the yeah. Zack Snyder Watchmen movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I he's in aliens. Yep. Alien, yep. Yep. Alien. Yep. Uh, I'm yeah. I'm for this. I I see no reason why this wouldn't work. Um, he also again already in the DC universe he played um, he played Barry Allen's dad in the in the Zack Snyder verse DC. So he was in the previous DC as the incarcerated Henry Allen. Right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we've seen him without hair before. He was covered in blue, but we've seen him without <laughs> hair before. Um, yeah. And I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I don't see why not. He's got a very unique, interesting voice that I think would be fun in this role, would create a fun dynamic. And, um, yeah, I'm less, I, I think I'm less picky. I'm more open to the idea of lots of different potentials for Lex Luthor, um, just because there's so many different directions you can take that character in, um, or so many different, like, 
not personality types, but like you can just picture a lot of different versions of that character. Whereas that's a little harder to do with Superman, right? Like the image you have in your head for what Superman is, is a little more refined than someone like Lex. Um, So I've got no issues with Billy as, as Lex Luthor. Yeah. There's a bit more opportunity for um, playing, playing around a bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What what are your, is that the extent of your thoughts? No, I'm, I'm on board. Like I already said, like I think it's a great choice. Oh, okay. Um, next up, we have Chantel Van Santen Van Santen um, as Wonder Woman. I had to look this name up. <clears throat> yeah, I did too. Uh, the only thing I think I've seen her in was um, uh, the boys. I saw I saw her in the boys. I saw her. It looks like she's in one of the Final Destination movies. Although I mean, that's usually always a fairly forgettable performance. Um, Spellbound. Okay, yeah, yeah. Beauty and the Beast. She was in f- ten episodes of The Flash, so she's got she, as Patty Spivet. So she's got that DC connection already. Mm-hmm. Not that that's important. Um, she was a voice in Apex Legends. Yeah, I yeah. I again, I I can't really comment either way. I'm looking at images right now of her, and yeah, I can see it. She's got. She looks like she's got a good strong face. I think if you put the costume on her, you'd have to dye her hair black. Um, but. Yeah, I, I I have no reason, I have no issue with this casting. Um, she doesn't, I'm not seeing any images where she looks, like she's fit, but she would definitely have to hit the gym. She'd have to to get those arms kind of super toned in order to, to look right in the role, I think. Um, but aside from that, yeah, I can't really comment on it. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um just kind of looking at her her film roles here again i don't know how much like <clears throat> in the boys she played billy butcher's wife mhm i'm looking at these other ones and there's not a lot of there's like some action looking films mhm and stuff, but I'm wondering. You don't have how to be ripped for an action she, film. No, but I'm just like, I'm thinking, how much would she have to train? You know, like <clears throat> this is kind of, and this is this is like uh, not not really a nitpick, but more of a. Uh, well, I guess it's kind of a nitpick <clears throat> in that <clears throat> it's kind of like. Uh, my mind is going to kind of with the Netflix um, Marvel series where uh, Charlie Cox playing Daredevil like trained his butt off to really portray not only a blind individual with mm-hmm. superpowers, but like the martial arts side of it so that all the fighting and the action would look amazing. Yeah. And it, and it paid off. So like how much like she might have to do a lot of training i'm guessing or or in 
hopefully if she were to say be cast in this role she wouldn't have the mentality of say the guy who played iron fist that i don't really care to know his name because he's a right actor. because he was given the opportunity as well to train the way charlie cox did like train in martial arts prior to so that these action sequences look good and he didn't mm-hmm. and the action and the fighting choreography in the iron fist show is horrible mm-hmm. like the guy who's supposed to be the ma- master of martial arts looks like he doesn't know anything mm-hmm. <laughs> like, i mean so yeah the, I, it's it's a weird nitpick i i'm just looking at looking at her her, her kind of um film biography I, I don't it doesn't seem like she's done much action so hopefully she would if cast she would have that uh drive to yeah. really pull it off because i mean i don't think gal gadot was was and really an action star known for action sequences before she played wonder woman and all of those sequences always seemed great to me yeah paid off good yeah and that's what i'm saying it's a weird nitpick yeah but um and but i'm i'm also kind of giving a easy caveat there that you know it's it's possible it's more just like on the actor to really dive into the role yeah uh next up we have James Marsden as Green Lantern. Your favorite. This is a no from me. <laughs> I listen. <laughs> you love uh, him so much. Come I've on. gone on record many times. I think that James Marsden is a weenie. <laughs> I think he's a real weenie. I think that, <laughs> it, and not even you know what? Maybe not even necessarily James Marsden. The, the guy I think he's been typecast as a weenie right like his version of Cyclops is a total weenie like he you just want to punch the guy all the time <laughs> like you just hate the man because he's he's a dick right he was in Superman Returns he played Richard White uh he's kind of a weenie He's in um, what was the? the he was in Sonic the Hedgehog. It was less weenie in that one. Still kind of a weenie though. He was in Enchanted. He plays like Prince Charming or whatever the the Prince Edward. Sorry, in Enchanted. But he was definitely a weenie in that because the whole <laughs> point of that love story was that she ends up with Patrick Dempsey's character. Instead of, instead of the prince, right? She leaves the fairy tale world and doesn't doesn't hook up with the guy that she was sort of betrothed to. Lands in New York or something. It yeah, seem- and and so as as such, he he kind of had to be a weenie so that she didn't feel so bad when he <laughs> wasn't the one that got picked. And so I, I just don't like him. I just don't like him. I don't like when he appears in things. He's ripped. Like he's got a good physique. He could totally pull it off. He's got the right face. He's got the right whatever. I can see him in the role. I just don't want it. (laughs) I have two thoughts on this. My first thought is based purely on kind of his witty, sarcastic role in the Sonic movies. He's perfect. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My second thought is... That uh, Marshall picked 
um, pick James Marsden to before troll me? he even built his list, knowing that you would hate it? It's quite possible. And then he, he just kind of like, I don't know who to be how, so it's going to be James. <laughs> he just kind of like went down the list. He had he had like Henry picked for Batman. Like he had other people pick. So when he got to a name or a hero that he wasn't sure who, who, could, who it could be, just plugged in James Marsden because he knew he wanted to put James Marsden in to tick you off. That was, the only two things that would have been a better troll job would have been if he had put James Marsden in the Batman role because <laughs> I would have been very upset. <laughs> or if he had put James Marsden in like the Wonder Woman role, then that would have been <laughs> sort of a clear ringer that like, oh, okay, something's <laughs> something screwy here. Yeah. Anyway, I think it's a great pick. I do yeah. not have issues with James Marsden the way you do. <laughs> the weenie. Uh, okay, so next up we have Travante Rhodes as Cyborg. I had to look up this gentleman. As did I. He was in The Predator. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't remember him from The Predator. I mean, no. The Predator had... A lot of people. A lot of people. Um, most of all were just there for cannon fodder. Mm-hmm. So... They're not super memorable. A lot of them aren't memorable except for the lead, right? So yeah. That's not uh, to say he wasn't good in the role. He was in Bird Box, which was a big, you know, I don't, I wouldn't be surprised that you didn't see it, but it was a very, um, it was, it was in everyone's conversations for a very long time. It was a Netflix thing that came out like four years ago now, sort of a horror thriller type thing. Um, I don't, it looks like, he played Mike Tyson in a Mike Tyson TV miniseries, which I Mike, was unaware yeah. of. Huh. So, I mean, that certainly kind of lends to his acting chops, assuming it was done well. I don't know. Maybe it was awful. Um, but if you can pull off that type of thing, then yeah, that certainly does not hurt. It doesn't hurt. Um so yeah, I don't know. Um, again, this uh, because this is a name I'm not super familiar with. I can't really say either way. Yeah, I neither guy. He's got the look. Like he could, I think he could pull that off easy. Mm-hmm. Next up, he has Alexander Skarsgård as Aquaman. And Skarsgård. what's very interesting about him choosing Alexander Skarsgård as Aquaman was that's who I chose for Aquaman. Was it? Yeah, so this is like our first, like yeah, you and I didn't even match up on anything. We on had anything. We had similar actors, but in different roles. In different roles, we didn't have anything line up. So, Marshall, I hear you, I see you, and I agree one hundred percent. I think Alexander for Skarsgård or Alexander Skarsgård for Aquaman one hundred percent. I think he's got the look, he's got the build, he's a Skarsgård for heaven's <laughs> sake. So, the man can act. And I, I just think this is a good choice. I wonder if he's he's done this on purpose to make up for the James Marsden. <laughs> I, he better have. <laughs> and it kind of, it, it almost works. Yeah, he's trying to soften the blow. Mm-hmm. What do you think about a Skarsgård playing? I mean, I feel like you probably actually already gave your thoughts back when we did ours, but yeah. refresh us. What just, do you think? Just uh, just go back and listen to this episode, that episode again. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's good. He's a great actor. He's He comes from essentially, I guess, what you would consider Hollywood royalty. So 
Yeah, basically the greatest acting family of all time. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think it would work for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, last but not least, we have Martian Manhunter played by John Hamm. Yeah, I sure. I I have no issue with this. I think. Um, yeah, me either. Yeah, John Hamm's an incredible actor. <clears throat> yeah, incredible actor, and um, yeah, I I I don't have much more to say other than yeah, I a hundred percent. Can't can't really go wrong. Yeah, that pick. Yeah. Cool. All nice, right. Well, nice list, Marshall. It was a nice list, and there's some things on that list that I wildly disagree with, but some of those that uh, that aren't so bad, like the Alexander Skarsgård one. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, just just take notes, everybody. We do we do like read comments and yeah, we care. We, we care. We so, care. So comment. Comment on things. We'll Reach out talk to us. about it, maybe. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe. All right, moving on to our actual news. We've got four topics today, so let's get through them. First yeah. up. Do it. Star, Star Wars. Now, Star Wars has had a very long history in the last five or six years <laughs> of... <laughs> that seems like a... A double oxymoron. Oxymoron. <laughs> the long five-year history. Well, of it's Star felt Wars. <laughs> it's felt a lot longer because of what we've been put through. Yeah, and <clears throat> it's just been this Chaos onslaught Lucas of King. this film is coming. Actually, no, it's not. Okay, this, this show film is coming. coming. Actually, it's not. <laughs> it's not. Okay, actually, that film is coming, but now it's coming just with a different director. Okay, we changed our mind. It's not coming, and. <laughs> One of the bizarre announcements, it seemed very bizarre at the time, one of the bizarre announcements that had been made at one point was that we were going to get not just a Star Wars film, but that we were going to get a Star Wars spin-off trilogy directed by Ryan Johnson. And when this was first announced, I was pretty shocked, not because... Not because The Last Jedi is universally hated, because it's not. And anyone who says, everybody hates that film, nobody likes it. Well, that's just simply not true. There are right. people who Only like that film. the people who are right think it's horrible. <laughs> uh, shut up. Um, but <laughs> it is a divisive film. Yeah. It is one of the more divisive Star Wars films, where those who dislike it truly dislike it, and those who like it are willing to stand up and defend it. Um, there are certainly things about it that I do like. I do like things about The Last Jedi, or, yeah, The Last Jedi. I like things like the Porgs. I have no issue with the Porgs. I think the Porgs were a lot of fun. Um, there are a lot of things I like. That fight on uh, what was the... The, like the planet that's covered in salt, but it's got oh, like the yeah. red the, soil the underneath. Advanced walkers. Yeah, yeah that was sick. That, that was, was cool. that was sick. The whole yeah. it de- had some redeeming moments. One of the greatest moments that we've gotten in Star Wars in a very long time. That light speed jump, where the screen just go like everything just goes silent, and you see, you see Laura Dern's character sacrifice herself to save everyone else and just like light speed jumps through the star destroyer that was amazing but it is divisive it is incredibly divisive what is my phone something something thinks i'm trying to talk to it and give it instructions i just got like one of those siri things oh it's my phone stop it 
Stop it. My, my phone's like Star Wars. I want to talk. I have an opinion. Um, <laughs> you're just, you're, your phone has an opinion on yeah. The Last Jedi. <laughs> yeah. I see everyone. Everyone. That's what I mean. Everyone's everyone falls and on everything some, has an opinion. Some side of the fence. Um, <laughs> so it seemed crazy to me that they were going to to do this. Um, yeah. Not because I don't think Ryan Johnson's a good director. I think he's absolutely a great director. Knives Look, Out. I, I do Onion. not like The Last Jedi, and I think he's a good director. I just yeah. think he's got no respect for what Star Wars is. Well, you know, it, it's yeah. Anyways, that's, like put it, yeah, I don't think it necessarily boils down to that. I think everybody has a bad day at the office, and I think that you know we'll just yeah who knows who knows what exactly went wrong and why it didn't turn out to be the the movie we wanted it to be but um so they announced this and then it kind of seemed like there was sort of nothing for a while and we started to assume that maybe it was not happening but then every time that either ryan johnson was asked or Kathleen Kennedy was asked, or anyone who was kind of in the know or attached to these types of things said, no, no, we're, it's, it's still happening. It's still happening. Yeah. It's still going to happen. It's still <clears throat> happening. Um, and we all kind of went, okay. Well, at last weekend's Star Wars celebration, or shortly thereafter, we finally got confirmation from... Kathleen Kennedy herself saying, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty much dead. Um, what she said is he is unbelievably busy. So we're not actively involved in anything at the moment because he's doing another one of the glass onion movies and then God knows what else, but he really wants to step back into the space. Kennedy added, it's a big commitment of time. So that's really on him. I think that this is a, smart public answer to give i also think it's bullshit yeah it's dead in the water (laughs) um and i think it's bullshit i don't know what finally pushed their hand and got them to admit that this isn't happening i don't know if bob Iger had something to do that with that and bob Iger was basically saying look you can't do like no i'm gonna step in and put my foot down not because bob Iger doesn't believe in ryan johnson that's not what I'm saying, but I think Bob Iger is smart enough to know it's bad this business. is, it's, it's just bad business. It's, it's, yeah. it's just far too divisive at this point. Yeah. Whether, whether he would have done a, an amazing job or, or not, it is, is yeah. it's not the point. They, it could, like, they, he, honestly, it could, Ryan it could Johnson, be the best three Star Wars movies ever that we've made, ever gotten. Yeah, absolutely. But they will be divisive because Ryan Johnson is at the helm. Yeah. So I'm not surprised. I'm kind of surprised it took so long for us to confess that this wasn't going to happen. Um, I don't see them coming back. And, you know, she kind of says, like, it's it's up to him. If he wants to do more, he's welcome to come do more. We hope he comes and does more, blah, blah, blah. He's just super busy, and so he can't. You know, I would be okay with... You know, get him in there to, to, if he really wants to be a part of Star Wars, get him in there to direct an episode of Ahsoka. Get him in there to direct an episode of The Acolyte or something like that. Sure. Sure, absolutely. Because that's far less divisive. Because people typically, you don't know typically the average movie going audience 
never find out who actually directed an episode of a TV show, or if they yeah. do, they don't find out until the very end after they've watched it. Yeah. At which point they would go, oh, that was actually a pretty good episode. Huh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? So, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> this doesn't surprise me at all. What are your thoughts? Are we ever going to see Ryan Johnson back in anything Star Wars again? I don't want him near Star Wars. <laughs> I That's don't. entirely not what I asked you. <laughs> I, I don't. I... It is. You asked me, and I'm answering. <laughs> That's my answer. Um, and like I said before, I, I think he's a great director. The Glass Onion films are, or not the Glass Onions, the Knives Out. What, what What's the actual title of this franchise? Well, so the first one was called Knives Out, and the and second one is, is Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery. So I think it'd be fair to call it the Knives Out series. Okay. Anyway. Like those films are amazing. I feel like, like the reason that I don't want him near a Star Wars project ever again is I feel like his own creative juices and um, uh, a mindset for storytelling uh, is what is kind of what got him into trouble with. Uh, the last Jedi and w- with any star Wars project, I think we're in that he, he looks at story beats and story opportunities and he pursues them without heed or, or thought for established s- stories that are being told or, um, or have been told. Does, right. Does, you know yeah, I mean, I think I agree, but like, I also to, think to the that, detriment of the story. Yeah, I also think that notoriously, though, like we, uh, the truth is, is that none of us know all of the in behind the scenes of that sequel trilogy, and it kind of seemed like, it kind of seemed like, yes, J.J. Abrams had been setting up some potential places to go and some things to do, but also that when Ryan Johnson, Ryan Johnson showed up, it was kind of like left up to Ryan Johnson's interpretation as to what those, like it was kind of like that game where you tell a story and everyone says a sentence and then the next person says a sentence and the next person says a sentence. They weren't on the same page. (laughs) Right. And so it's hard to say, I I certainly can't place and I don't place all of the blame on him because it kind of seemed like there was just an overall lack of planning all together. Like... You know, even when JJ well, came back and did the third one, it was kind of like, because then JJ did the exact same thing. Yeah, right. No, I agree. I agree, and I don't think JJ's JJ shouldn't touch reboots either because he doesn't he doesn't do reboots well. But my my thought process comes more from um, interviews with some of well, first coming from like how the the stories don't mesh well from the three movies but also what i know of kind of what would be star wars legends kind of being poo-pooed on by johnson and also some of the interviews that that mark hamill has given uh the one specific interview that everybody cites is how mark hamill told ryan johnson i don't think luke would act like this now the full quote is that at the end of the day, Mark Hamill's like, he's not my character. I don't, I just, 
I'm just playing him. You can do what you want. Yeah, you're hired I'll help, to help know your place. My, yeah, I, I'm going to do what you asked me to do to the best of my ability, whether I like it or not, because he's not my character. But when the person who's played the character, knows the character very well, says, I don't think that this is what the character would do, you should sit up and take notice and, and ask why and, and dive into that conversation rather than than not, right? There, you, there are the, the argument that Luke, Luke, um, that Luke wouldn't have done what he did. He wouldn't have turned on his, 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 his nephew. He wouldn't have thrown the, the lightsaber away. He wouldn't have given up on, uh, the Jedi Academy so easily. All comes from previously established canon that Star Wars has thrown out. That that's that's well written material, well thought out material. That doesn't that doesn't whether Disney isn't uh, says it's it's canon or not still has value, right? That this is a well thought out story. That this is this is the character of Luke. This is who he is. Yeah. Right? So you can say, yeah, but it's not canon. Okay, right. But it's still, it was canon originally. Right. And it was well thought out and it was well planned and people liked it. That's the important part. People liked it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. why wouldn't you take that and adapt it and make it to, to make it your own rather than completely throw it out and say, no, 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 I'm going to make Luke the exact opposite of what you've created him to be. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> All right. Anyways, anyway, moving on. So Johnson, he can he can do other great things, but stay away from Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so recently you were you were very, 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 very late to the to the the party when it came to the Batman, the Robert Pattinson he, Batman. Yes. I Back was. over Christmas, I sat your ass down and I said, Well, let's watch let's, this movie. And we did. And you seem to enjoy it. You're like, that it, was, it was that fun. Was pretty sick. Yeah. Yeah. Very uh, well, dark, almost noir. Yeah. A lot of fun. So one of the things that was announced shortly after that film came out was that Colin Farrell's Penguin, who I've seen a lot of hate online for Colin Farrell's Penguin, which I don't understand. I thought, I thought it was an interesting take on the character. I thought the transformation was 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 insane. Like uh, the fact yeah. that that was Colin Farrell <clears throat> blows my mind. Um, yeah. But one of the announcements that was made was that he was going to get his own uh, HBO Max spinoff show. Yeah, um, this is like an origin series, right? I believe. I don't it's know. See, I don't like, know. I don't know if it on, takes place before or after. On, uh, the little there's like a one sentence blurb on IMDb. It says it follows the transformation of Oswald Cobblepot from disfigured nobody to noted Gotham gangster. Oh, okay, so which it he must is be a, a noted gangster in in the Batman, the, yeah, in the film. Yeah, so this has got to be a prequel origin story for him. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and. Just recently, we got sort of a strange teaser, not not like a, a teaser trailer, but a production teaser in which yeah, we did get weird. to see some. We did get to see some finished shots, but we also saw like 
making of some, shots. Some B-roll shots where you can see the boom microphone being held in the frame and you can see all this, you know, kind yeah, of stuff like going on. The cameraman and yeah, yeah there's like, yeah. there's two, there's two notable shots. And I thought they were re- like outside of those shots. It seems like a normal trailer. So it makes me wonder why they're even in here to begin with. Well, because I think it's because I think this project is still so far out. Like this is this is them basically saying, you know, like normally you get a trailer and things are pretty much wrapped and we're ready to go and we're excited for you to see it. We're just in post production, you know, these are the shots we finished, blah blah blah. Whereas this is like, hey, we've we've started. It's happening. It's coming. Yeah, Cuz we're not getting the show production teaser. Yeah, we're not getting this show until sometime next year still, but right? But it still seems like the whole outside of there's maybe there's three shots that have um production staff in them, but it's, it just seems odd. Like a two a minute and a half trailer with like 15 seconds of crew shots. It why not just make it a full trailer teaser? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It, I mean, like I like my thoughts are like the, I, I like the penguin portrayal. I thought it was a interesting take on penguin. I thought like he seemed like gangster kingpin material from the from the movie. I think this would be interesting. I just don't understand these weird production shots in this trailer. Oh, see, I loved him. I thought ah, oh, it's, it's and I mean part of that is just like my interest in filmmaking and. And stuff like that. So I always love that stuff, right? It's like I thought they were DVD confusing. bonus material. But <laughs> one of the yeah. first ones where he's like, he's uh, where is it? I'm, I'm just kind of scanning through here the trailer real quick. Yeah, he's like, there's like a a a bunch of people. It's like a shot from behind the camera crew. And I thought, is the penguin being interviewed for something? <laughs> I thought it was like from the show. Really? Yeah. So it wasn't until the like the car shot where he's walking beside the car with the the Mac director, 10 and, yeah. That I was like, oh, wait a minute, what? Yeah. Anyways, I uh, I think I thought this looked great. I think it's exciting. I'm all for this. Um, it uh, yeah, I I genuinely can't wait. It's not being directed by Matt Reeves, um, but. I think that's because Matt Reeves is is neck deep on <clears throat> making his sequel, um, right? So yeah, but I uh, this is this is exciting to me. I can't wait, um, and yeah, I'm I'm super happy that this is coming. Aside from being brutally confused by it, uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I I think I already gave my thoughts. I think it's going to be cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It seems. Uh, it seems. It seems solid. Cool. Yeah. I think we've, we've talked about a little bit in the past about how having these kind of quote unquote superhero movies, but not focused on the hero, focused on somebody else or, right. or interesting kind of takes on the genre. Yeah, just like Joker. Yeah. Joker, like Venom. Yeah. 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 Um. So moving on, we have gotten our first trailer. For the Marvels, what was originally known as Captain Marvel 2, um, but a while back, like over a year plus ago, uh, the name of that was changed to the Marvels, and we have our first 
teaser trailer. And I have several thoughts. Thought number one is it looks like a lot of fun. It looks really, really, really great. I think that, um, let me just make sure I don't screw up the name here. I think that, that, uh, what's her name? I, Iman Valena, the girl that plays Kamala Khan. Um, I think that she absolutely stro- stole this trailer. Um, yeah, my and thoughts I, too. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah. may end up stealing the film, um, especially yeah. the scene where she kind of reacts to to the cat goose doing his thing. Like that was she's just like loses Maybe her just mind. Nick Fury. <laughs> is yeah. this is this an it, Avengers uh, tryout? <laughs> tryout. Yeah. Um, I I think all of that looks great. Here's what. Uh, here are my other strange sort of thoughts on this both are criticisms criticism number one why why do we just get a trailer for this this movie comes out in mid-november it's too early Mm. it used it used to be that you would get a movie trailer for a movie three maybe four months but usually like three months before a movie came out this is insane. And I just don't understand. I just don't understand. It'd be one thing if there was like something in this trailer that we kind of needed to see because it was going to tee up something for Secret Invasion. But even Secret Invasion is months out still. And I couldn't really detect. I mean, this takes place after Secret Invasion. So I, I couldn't really detect or pick up on anything that would make sense that it needed to be a tee up for secret invasion. So I don't, yeah, this is, this is over six months. Yeah. So this way. is to me, first of all, it's way too early. Second of all, as amazing as this property looks, and I'm so excited for it. I cannot wait. I think Brie Larson, I know there's a lot of people who hate on Brie Larson. I thought she was fantastic in this trailer, especially when she shows up in Kamala's bedroom and she's just like, what the <laughs> like she just yeah. i i don't know it looked like a lot of fun to me but the mcu my friends is broken the mcu is so broken because and i've gone on this rant before so i'm going to keep it to a minimum the first three phases of marvel which I'm currently, Brianne and I are in the process of rewatching through in in like timeline order, right? So we started with Captain America, the first Avenger, then we watched Captain Marvel, then we like we're watching it in the order that events take place in the universe. But in the first three phases of Marvel, you did not have to see another property in order to try to understand what was happening in the film that you were going to see. Now, would you benefit from it? Sure. I mean, there'd be like some little Easter eggs that would kind of, you know, like, oh, that's a reference to whatever, or that's a reference to, oh, blah, 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 cool. But you could go, you could jump in anywhere. For the first three phases of, of the MCU, you could literally start being an MCU fan at any point, jump in, go watch a movie, enjoy the hell out of it, and then play catch up later on. Yeah, yeah, you're you're yeah you're you're bringing up the issue that what what uh, I brought it up with way back when we did, I think it was uh, Doctor Strange 
Maybe. You 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 cannot saying, go see the Marvels. The Mar- Marvel jumped the shark, but it's not jumping the shark. It's something different. Yeah, you now cannot go see this Marvel's movie and understand what's happening unless you've watched the show <clears throat> Cap uh Miss Marvel. And WandaVision. Uh, and and the first Captain Marvel. Uh why WandaVision? Because of Maria Rambeau. Well, she's in it, but you could though but you, that's not if, like If you only watch the films, you leave Maria Rambeau as just a human, no powers. Maria Rambeau gets her powers in WandaVision. Sure. And and maybe, and I, I don't know, maybe they will, maybe they won't. The old MCU way of doing things, that there'd be some quick throwaway, throwaway line that would kind of bring everyone up to speed on the Maria thing. I think the Maria <clears throat> thing, because we've only barely just seen her with powers as it is, like she, that, her having powers was only kind of just established right at the end. And so yeah, last at, episode or two. Yeah. So as but the still, MCU it's, it's audience an important plot line in that yeah, film. But but as the MCU audience, for we're for still sure. not quite like we haven't really there hasn't been a lot of content for that either. So part of this film I think will be establishing and explaining her powers. So that one might is still a sin, but may not be as big a sin as who the hell is this Kamala Harris? Or Kamala Khan, not Kamala Harris. Who's Kamala yeah. Khan? And uh, uh, yeah, I'll and, definitely give you that the Kamala Khan is the bigger uh, egregious thing here. Yeah, and but, so it's just like it's so. We've just reached this point where because I'll tell you right now there are, I don't know the numbers on this, but I can tell you for a fact that there are MCU fans, people who have gone to see every MCU film, maybe even in the theater that don't have Disney plus that haven't watched those shows and it shouldn't be. It's one thing to have a cinematic universe. That's all connected. It's another thing entirely to do essentially what star Wars did with the Mandalorian and book of Boba Fett, where you jump into the next season, the next whatever of, what you're watching of the show that you like the movie series you enjoy and be like wait i'm lost because i didn't watch this other show right i and and i've got like if you want to go see ant-man 2 it makes total sense to me that you probably should have seen ant-man 1 sure yeah Right. So the whole sure. the whole notion that in order to see the Marvels, although not even anymore, because if this if this were still called Captain Marvel 2, then I have no issue with the notion that Captain Marvel 1 is a pre prerequisite. It's it's the homework you gotta do. But now it's like when you start bringing the shows into it, and that's the problem, it it's the great thing about the shows is that you can you can introduce, you can spend time with, you can do things with characters that you would not have otherwise been, yeah, you know, you, you couldn't justify doing a Moon Knight movie, maybe. Okay, so it, do a Moon Knight TV series. But now it's complicated and frustrating if Moon Knight shows up in the next Avengers film, and so-and-so, whoever it is, hasn't gone to see 
hasn't sat down and watched Moon Knight. Even more so, if you start doing important things and stuff like the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, because I bet you, one step deeper, there's people who are watching the shows but are like, oh, I'm not going to watch a holiday special. Like, that's not <laughs> yeah. even that's not even a serious thing. I've seen the Star Wars special. I know how bad these are. I'm not watching. <laughs> exactly. And so <laughs> it's just become such a mess, right? <coughs> Captain America 4 is coming. Okay, but what about the people who didn't watch Falcon and Winter Soldier? They're going Captain America Force coming. I thought I thought I thought Steve yeah. was like an old man now and not like so what's happening? Are they doing Oh wait, what? Steve isn't? Yeah. Captain see, America? See, like the the devil's advocate of this is for people like you and me who even outside of this podcast, we would eat up all this content. It's really fun. It's awesome. I mean, it it's is awesome a lot when of it's fun. good when it's when it's good. It's awesome. It's not all great right now. A lot of this content seems half baked, but it's still pretty cool, right? Seeing all these kind of crossovers and the stories interweave within each other. It's like reading actual comic books because actual comic books work this way, right? People have their own storylines, but then there's an overarching kind of story being told that weaves in and out of everything. But but for someone like Pete who isn't as invested yeah this this show is going to be this movie is going to be confusing yeah and furthermore yes there's like you know comic books would do annuals right where where you'd have your big team up right the arrowverse did that where they do their their event thing across all the shows and those to me are the avenger films if I'm going right. to sit down and I'm going to watch Infinity War and Endgame, sure. I got a lot of homework to do. <laughs> like, otherwise, I'm like, okay, well, what is even going on? But I have never in my life picked up an issue of Spider-Man. And just like a regular, like the next installment of Spider-Man. Sat down, flipped open the first page, and all of a sudden it's dawned on me, wait a second, I was supposed to read such and such issue of, of Fantastic Four, and now I don't understand what's happening with Spider-Man? No, not if it's just like a regular comic. If you're talking about, like, if you're reading a regular monthly run of Spider-Man, yes. that happens all the time. I, I, I don't, not, it hasn't to me, so... If you're, I will give you that if you're what, if you're picking up just mini series, just like six issue stories and the story's done, it's far less, almost usually extremely unlikely that you're going to get that story's going to be touched by the, the overarching story that's happening. But absolutely, a month, month to month or month or week to week issue of X Men or, spider-man or the avengers or iron whatever it is there is going to be the, the larger conflict is going to appear in those comics when when the first civil war was happening in the comics it was it was affecting everything yeah, but, okay but again that's an ensemble storyline that's no, where no all... but that ensemble storyline affects okay, the independent it. runs too of, yeah, of but, iron yeah, man of, yeah, of spider-man yeah but stop yelling <laughs> <laughs> what, but, okay, but what I'm saying is, yes, that that Civil War was a storyline that involved the the greater MCU universe. That involved, well, that's what I'm talking about. That impacted everyone. What I'm saying is, if I pick up just you know a, a 
run-of-the-mill Spider-Man comic, and it's like, and maybe maybe part of the issue is that most of the comics I read are like 60, 70 years old. Okay, but if I pick up a copy of, you know, uh, the, the Rhino is robbing a bank in this issue, and Spider-Man's got to stop him from doing it while also trying to, you know, make sure he picks up some chocolates for Valentine's Day for Mary Jane, or like whatever, right? I... I've never had it where I pick up that comic that is a comic that is is specifically <clears throat> central to Spider-Man. This is a Spider-Man comic. It's not the continuation of some big other like, you know, this this well-established event that's happening within the comics. It's just Spider-Man. Right? And maybe the Marvels is the wrong example because it's called the Marvels and so it it's it's presenting itself as more of an ensemble thing. But let's say, you know, what's something if Doctor Strange 3 comes out, right? A title that is specifically this is a Doctor Strange movie. Or two, we'll say Doctor Strange 2. When Doctor Strange 2 came out, this is a Doctor Strange property which means I should be up to date on what's going on with Doctor Strange. I'm sorry, I didn't watch WandaVision, and now I have absolutely no idea what the hell's going on. Like, it, it's, it's, that's, that's what I'm saying, is if I pick up a copy of Spider-Man, and it's about the rhino robbing a bank and, and Valentine's Day with Mary Jane, and I'm all of a sudden entirely lost in what is seemingly supposed to be is being presented as a Spider-Man story, not not the continuation of of this big overarching thing, but a Spider-Man story. And in it, I open it up and I find out that like, you know, the very f- the first four pages is is Spider-Man reeling over what just happened with Daredevil, and I'm sitting there going, well, "What are you talking about? What just happened with Daredevil?" I gotta go buy a Daredevil comic? Like, what do you mean? (laughs) Right? So Civil War, Avengers, stuff like that, Crisis on Infinite Earths, like all those things, those, yeah, those are presented as, look, you gotta, this is a bigger thing, and it involves everyone, and it, you know, blah, blah, blah. But if Doctor Strange 2 has, has reading material that I have to do, if it has chapters that I've got to read before class on Monday, and those chapters include things that aren't just, like, they include things, Doctor Strange isn't even in WandaVision. He's so, not even he, in it. I, I can't agree with you on this point, because you're wrong. <laughs> this, this, that thing, what you're, what you're proposing happens in comics. Not to the, de- I, th- I think you're, you're overplaying it in your mind. But we using the Civil War example in the comics uh, and Spider Man because you, you keep going right. But Spider-Man. I'm telling you that Civil War is a different. Spider- I agree about. In, in, I agree no, with on, you about on. Civil in War. In Spider Man, in Civil War, Spider Man <laughs> reveals his identity to the world. Right, but I've explained so why then, Civil War in, is not what I'm talking about. No, no, hang on, hang on. You're saying <laughs> Civil War would be required reading then to to, to because if you just if you're just reading Spider Man. Mm-hmm. And you haven't read any Civil War, mm-hmm. and then you're reading Spider-Man, and all of a sudden, the next issue you you pick up, Spider-Man's got to fight Rhino and go get chocolates for Mary Jane, but also for some reason, everybody's booing him or cheering him on, and they know he's Peter Parker. What, you're going to be confused because you haven't read Civil War. 
Right, but I guarantee you that that con- that issue of Spider-Man that follows Civil War would have some. It would have two or three comic boxes in it, captions that would explain. There would be some expositional dialogue. That well, now he you're would, just like, saying that this is the this is this is what you're saying for Marie Rambeau. Yes. Yeah, and so that's why I don't consider the Maria Rambo thing in the Marvels to be really a sin. Not in the, not in the way that the Kamala Khan thing is. Not in the way that a character has been introduced, that one of the main characters of this movie has been introduced in an entirely different property, and all of the background for who that character is and and you know, like whatever is it it's it's kind of like if all of a sudden they introduced Spider-Man the Spider-Man comic line tomorrow. Right? Let's say rewrite history Spider-Man was never a thing. And you go all of a sudden you go into Spider-Man 1 and you find out that not only was Spider-Man actually introduced and I know what you're going to say this happens in the comics all the time it happened with Batman and Detective Comics and all that stuff blah 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 yes I know that these characters are introduced in something else I'm pretty sure Spider-Man was actually introduced in Fantastic Four is that correct or vice versa but if and but that's okay because they still treat Spider-Man issue one as Spider-Man issue one they treat it as though this may be the first time you've seen this character. You're going to open up this comic, Spider-Man issue number one, and yeah, sure, he's had some adventures in Fantastic Four already. Great, fantastic, but you're not lost. There's not important who-the-hell-is-this-character information that is existing somewhere else that I can't find if I'm just opening up Spider-Man issue number one. Spider-Man issue number one is still going to deal with, like, at some point as this reader of just Spider-Man, I'm still going to find out that Uncle Ben has died and that there's a radioactive spider and that there's, like, all of this stuff. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. Because I think I was the one who initially brought this whole issue up with this Marvel MCU back when we did Doctor Strange. But I think, yeah, I think they're, 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 it feels like from this trailer, they're going to do with Kamala Khan what you're talking about that they, they're they going to do with Maria just from watching this trailer. It kind of feels that way. I don't agree that that's the way it should have been done, whatever. And as as we're talking, as you were talking there, I was, we, we, I'm wondering if that's why this trailer is coming out six months prior so that and people can have Kamala time Khan to play such a big role in this in this trailer so people she really can does go, like who the hell she is steals she? the show and she in, in, in such a short trailer she's in it more than brie larson is more than carol danvers is. oh absolutely absolutely so maybe this is like they're they're realizing the oh crap people need to watch um miss marvel yeah. How do we get them to watch it? Let's release a trailer nine months early. It's just such a mess. Like I said, the MCU <laughs> is broken. I, 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 that I can completely agree with. I think this is such a weird way to, I, I'm enjoying it cause I'm watching everything. Yes. Cause we're up to date, but I agree with you. It's a, it's, it's messy. It's a messy way to ask people to consume your content that mm-hmm. aren't especially when that was, especially when that was never the case. Yeah, I can watch Ant Man. Yeah, Ant Man. Ant Man shows up between Ant Man and Ant Man Two. There's civil war happens, and Ant Man's in that. Yeah. 
And that's a big storyline. But I can sit down and watch Ant-Man 2, having only watched Ant-Man 1, and for the most part, understand what's going on. But the other big thing that you're, I think you're, you're glossing over here, I don't know if you're missing it intentionally or not, those are all movies. They're all movies. They're all they're all triple A big budget movies that massive marketing people are going to watch anyway. Yeah. Whereas We're the TV shows aren't completely different forms of media here. Yeah. So if all of a sudden, you right? know, this if is, all this that's is what kind I'm of saying. and Star Wars is kind of running into this too now with even more so, I think, than Marvel is with Mandalorian, right? They're they're going to want they want to make a movie now. So you're going to have somebody who's never watched any of the TV shows, which, I mean, it's doubtful that somebody who's never watched Mandalorian is going to go, or somebody who's going to go watch the Mandalorian mashup movie that they've just announced has not watched the Mandalorian TV shows. I don't know. You know I, I, mean? I know, but, I know but, people but, who go but, see Star on, Wars on, movies on. and on don't. On top of that, though, so so that's that's just the Marvel mess in Star Wars. Mando, uh-huh. this new movie that they just announced. But there's a there's a third layer in the Star Wars verse with the cartoons. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. So, anyway, there's it's all a this mess. lore we from move the on. dark saber and Bo-Katan and yeah. and and Ahsoka that people I guarantee, even if they're watching the live action TV shows, they haven't watched the cartoons or they won't, and yeah. they're missing out or on story beats that other people are picking up on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, we got to move on. But yeah, it's it's a mess. The trailer looks great. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, but the MCU has got to it's got to sort it sort it shit out because I I truly think this is going to end up hurting them in the long run. That that mm-hmm. this is going to continue on and on like For this. Sure. It's just a mess. Yeah. Okay. Final topic. Sticking dark in the world dark. of sticking in the world of of Marvel. End of DC. Um, James Gunn. Have you heard of him? Uh, yeah, he's the uh, pro-gun guy. Yeah, no, no, no. He's the guy. He's not pro he's, himself? No, he's, he's the Guardians of the Galaxy guy. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's yeah. all about himself. He's pro-gun. Yeah, uh, sure, <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, I'm sure that's what the, the pro-gun and anti-gun debate in the world is right now. It's whether or not James Gunn should be taking over tc yeah that's totally what it is um so (laughs) james gunn was recently doing an interview with empire magazine and empire was asked or empire asked him basically about the potential of a crossover with the mcu and dcu um and there's more potential for this, I would say now, than there's ever been with James Gunn in place. Not only because James Gunn has directed three of the more wildly successful MCU films in the Guardians of the Galaxy, assuming the third one is going to be wildly successful, um, but he's got a great working relationship and is good friends with Kevin Feige. Like, it, it... that's that's not happened before where we have two friends that are the head of two essentially competing studios. Um, so that's that's adds a little potential to the mix. Um, James Gunn said, who knows? That's many years away, though, Gunn said. I think 
we have to establish what we're doing at DC first. I would be lying to say that we haven't discussed it, but all discussions have been very, very light and fun. I think that last sentence is the more important sentence there. <laughs> yes, that we've just kind of uh, it, that they were. Wouldn't Bruce, it be hey, something having a few beers? Hey, wouldn't a wouldn't a uh, oh shoot, what's the name of? Wouldn't a Dark Claw movie be awesome? <laughs> yeah, I I have a couple thoughts. I think first of all. I don't think this would. I I think that James Gunn is correct in saying that if this were to happen, they need to establish the DC first, because yeah. the DC is a mess. The majority of fans don't care. Fans that did care at one point are voting with their dollars and saying, "Look, we don't care anymore. We're over this. You've burned us. We're done." And so yeah they they need to they need to write their own ship and get things going on because otherwise i guarantee you if you had a crossover movie and it was like an mcu versus dc like if if it wasn't like a friendly friendly relationship between the characters within the film everybody is going to be rooting for the mcu characters for the mcu characters that they know and love and and whatever and and the dcu characters that came in would just be presented as and feel like the chumps, <laughs> the chumps that are there for the for the Avengers to beat up. Yeah. So that's thought number one. Thought number two: I don't think this is ever going to happen because there's more than just James Gunn and Kevin Feige involved. And when you are talking about competing studios like this, yeah. From a business and logistical standpoint, this gets very, very sticky. And I don't just mean like dollars and cents. I mean even in the writer's room where all of a sudden, well, the DCU studio wants to make sure that that their characters get the same amount of screen time and the same amount of like solid punches and the same amount of yeah. whatever as the MCU characters and the Marvel character the Marvel wants to make sure that they get an evil sh- even share and and all of a sudden you go well nobody can actually fight each other in this because nobody can win because yeah, it's DC's like the do not defeat clause from that yeah. Uh- Fast and Furious movie. Exactly. DC's, DC Spider-Man. is never going to agree to let Spider-Man kick Batman's ass. And ba- and DC is never, or it, Marvel's never going to agree to let Batman kick Spider-Man's ass. Like, it, that's just the way it is. And so, yeah. I don't think it's ever going to happen. If it were to, I don't think I it, it becomes equally messy if you try to do Justice League versus Avengers, I think it needs to be a small thing. If you're going to do it, you need it's one or two characters from one and one or two characters from the other. Yeah, it's, I think you're also looking at this the wrong way. You need to look at the amalgamated characters, like I already mentioned, Dark Claw. Right, like the when DC and Marvel did have an amalgamated run, they did do a couple, a, a number of runs where the, their heroes were fighting each other, but they also did some stuff where the characters merged, DC characters merged with Marvel characters and became these new crazy yeah, well, characters. That they're never I think going that to that would do. be the way to go. 
No, they're never going to do that. That would be so cool though. That I think I think that solves your your no defeat clause problem that we mentioned. Yeah, but it it and you it, get to have these new characters. You 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 can even cast new actors. No, I would hate it. Oh, I would I hate it because all of a sudden then <sighs> you get into you're you're adding this whole new other level to the reality of these universes. Like right now you could do within the MCU, you could you could explain away access to the DC universe by using the multiverse, right? Like that that you can kind of explain it away that way. Once you start getting into like characters merging with other characters and it's this whole it just it you would lose we've already lost so much of the grounded feeling within the MCU that made the MCU feel so great. So the more fantastical and ridiculous and bizarre that you get with stuff like that, I would hate it. It's the oh, wrong yeah. direction entirely. I th- I think you just lean into it. You lean into it, and and people would eat it up. I think if you were going to do anything, you do something like um, Green Lantern meets the Guardians of the Galaxy, or you do, you know, something like that. But again, yeah, you can't have you can't have thirty MCU characters up against thirty DC characters. Like it, it it's that's a mess. All of a sudden, you have a film with sixty characters in it, and and they're fighting each other, and it's, and and no one within the script is allowed to get the upper hand on anyone else, and oh, yeah. it's you know like whatever. <clears throat> but I think if you took one character and paired them up with one character, there's the slightest potential that that was something that you could kind of sort of work out. But I still. I, I'm willing to put money on the fact that it's that this crossover is never going to happen. Not because James Gunn and Kevin Feige wouldn't play nice, just because it, it, it's so far away. DCU's in no position to even be able to bring anything to the table. So right now, there's no upside for Marvel. There's absolutely no upside for Marvel to do this crossover. Yeah. All of the upside falls on DC, and DC's not in a position to be able to bring anything to the table, and and I think it's just a mess. I think it yeah. would just be a mess. Well, I yeah, and I think this just goes back to the the original quote where it's just it was it, it pretty much boils down to James Gunn and whoever it was from Marvel were just sitting at a bar shooting the crap and. They would. They were just tossing around what ifs. There's. There's no real planning oh, yeah. involved here. Wouldn't there's it no, be? Wouldn't it be wild? <laughs> wouldn't it's, it be wild? Yeah. 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 It's, there's. There's no. Nothing concrete here. Nothing's no. going to happen. Nothing probably will ever happen. No. Like by the time, by the time DC gets their gets their crap together, Marvel will probably have rebooted. <laughs> <laughs> like you know what? And it could be fun. Right, Captain Marvel and Supergirl, yeah, on screen together. Oh, could yeah, be fun. I'm, I'm I think if, if you know if done properly, it would obviously be great. I think mashing the characters together, if done right, uh, yeah, if, it'd be, it would be great. It'd be great. It would all be great if done properly, right? But yeah, it's never gonna happen. No, no, it's never ever ever gonna happen. All right, well, that's the news. That's it. That's it. That's, That's all. it. 
That's it. You thank you week, so folks. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, make sure you check out our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all listed below. Our Patreon, you can sign up for as little as a dollar a month. You will get all kinds of goodies, as well as just supporting the show, helping us keep the lights on, keep the show running, upgrade our gear, um, you know, pay for movie tickets so we can go see movies and we can review them. Like it's, it's just it's the, the dollars and cents never end help. Basically uh, I, you know what we should do? We should create a new Patreon tier that is help pay for Carl's HBO max. <laughs> 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 we need to subsidize that for you. Um, and check out our merch page. We've got merch listed down below. Uh, we just got brand new hoodies in. L- limited limited supply of um champion hoodies so they ain't they ain't just like no whatever hoodies they're they're the in brand and they're they're actually really nice i kind of want one um but yeah so make sure you check out all that and until next time when we reconvene to talk about some of the wild news show notes are already getting put together for next week and there's like some crazy stuff like the- Never you stops. want to talk you want to talk about you want to talk about toxic fandom we're going to talk about toxic fandom next week and the Ooh. fact that Hot the button. internet the internet is crying out with anger because the head of DC is currently promoting his Guardians of the Galaxy MCU <laughs> upcoming film you stupid crybabies <laughs> you morons you basement dwelling <laughs> fools stop it Ah, it's a hot button there it's it's ah, that's gonna happen next week so make sure you check it out or or don't because you already know how brady feels about it (laughs) 